Yeah, yeah, what's good, homies and home debts. Welcome <laughs> to the third uh, episode of Chit Chat, the evolution of men's mental health, with our guest speaker today, Nick Little. How you, How you doing, doing? Mate, all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Good, Thanks good. for having me. Also, a uh, qu- right? quick uh, happy Christmas to everyone. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Have you everyone. enjoying your day? <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Or if you don't celebrate, season's greetings. Yeah, season, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point, good point. A very good point. <laughs> um, Nick, if you don't mind starting off, just uh, talking us through uh, your campaign with uh, 12th Man and also about the Outsiders, if you want to talk about that. It'd be great to hear it, really. Yeah, sure. Um, the Twelfth Man is a, a men's mental health campaign. Um, we aim to get men talking more about mental health. Um, what we do is we work with trades and interests, um, and we offer training, mental health first aid training, as you That's know, because you, you've, you've done it with us. Um, so we, we we offer that training, and then have a kind of an ongoing relationship with those businesses or interest groups through through the campaign. Um, the idea is that they're all places where men already go or men already work. So giving them the training means that the, the conversations are already happening in those places. Yeah. Um, it's giving those people the kind of confidence. skills and confidence to be able to, to have them more supportive ones or refer people on if they need that support. And that's where the kind of the ongoing kind of relationship with the campaign mm. comes in, where we, we provide information and things that people can have, and loads of merchandise and stuff like that, yeah. that people can refer uh, if they need to, if someone's had a conversation they, they want to send them a bit of information they can give them something about the 12th man's very discreet and Mm -hmm. they can go on and find that Mm -hmm. or they can get involved in things like we're doing quite a lot with cycling at the moment so yeah you um, said about that at the mental health first yeah Yeah, it's really good so uh, more again the idea around interest is where anywhere where men will come together around a a shared interest and and usually that that can be something they're pretty passionate about Mm -hmm and try and put the campaign in those places. So again, similar thing to what you've done, offer the training, then the people who've got the training can go back to their clubs or whatever it is Mm. and kind of use that. Um, And the idea is then hopefully by doing that, we'll create a kind of network. Spread the word between people, yeah. Yeah, but also the businesses, as you know, that that (laughs) will start working together. There's a lot we work with pubs, tattooists, uh, barbers shops, menswear stores, hoping to work with taxi uh, companies next year. Oh, nice. Um, And then also, obviously, the cycling um, and scooter clubs. And we'd like to obviously work with football of course, as yeah, well. Yeah, um, probably should explain that the idea of the 12th man comes mm-hmm. from football. Mm. The idea of a football crowd, men, a lot of men, not all, obviously, a lot of men feel very positively about that. And that on a kind of a Saturday or Sunday or any day of the week, if you're in the Premier League, it yeah. seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <literally>. um, <laughs> men or women, but in the case of, of men where we're focusing our work, they feel they can go down and kind of influence the result. They can sing, they can... Um, show support for their mm. team and if they if they perform as the crowd yeah, yeah. Uh, that will help their team but also that's kind of unconditional they they love the team unconditionally yeah, they, they never give up yeah. you know and and they show emotion and, and all these things that men feel very positive about I mean football lo- millions of men love it talk yes. about it all yeah, the time and if we can think well think about what you do when you go to the game when you are the 12th man what those, yeah. those values are can you use those same values when you're behind the bar when you're working with your mates when you're in front of the bar when you're at the barber shop wherever you are mm. whether with your friends your family your colleagues whoever it is can you use those same values mm. so that's the idea um and the outsiders that you mentioned that's that's the company that uh, we're a community interest company yep. um and we own own the 12th man cool cool 
Um, you, you said before, uh, I think you mentioned it a minute and a half ago, Steve, once about um, some days you've done where you put on uh, like a like an event for men or mm-hmm. targeted at men, but you didn't promote it as a mental health thing. You mm-hmm. sort of, I think it was like you did like football tournaments and things like that, and then yeah. you, you then you asked men when they actually got there. Um, if they'd have come, if it was promoted as a mental health thing, and I think you think you said a lot of them said no, but once they'd got there, they were willing to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we knew that anyway, which is why we did it in, yeah. the, in the way that we did. Um, that that was with my my former business partner, also who died last year, yeah. and um, we worked for years in, in mainly with the Time to Change campaign, which mm-hmm. is run between Mind and Rethink yep. together. They mm-hmm. they run that campaign nationally. It's fantastic. Um, through that kind of work, we, we'd recognise that because so much... I mean, firstly, Time to Change asked us to look at why uh, fewer men were engaging with the campaign compared with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we knew that was the, the case. But we also just knew from our own experience that um, men often just don't go to those kinds of things. And, and we could explore the reasons why oh, for, for hours. Yeah, of course, yeah. But... We, we know it's probably similar to the reason men don't go to the doctors, mm. men don't talk about anything, mm. and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all yeah. these things that we know about. But but they will talk about it. You know, if they, if you've got two men who go fishing together, yep. they'll be talking about their mental health all the time. Because two blokes who know do, each other yeah. down the pub, yeah. they, w- they will do it. Mm. Men will talk about mental mm. health, but it's got to be in the right circumstances, right on the right mm. terms mm. for them. And they're not going to go down to, to a... a a kind of no. big mental health group when unless they they're prepared, they've already made that kind of step because part of it is about kind of admitting that you need some support and mm. a lot of the yeah. stigma men don't <coughs> want to be sitting oh god I'm going to go yeah, down yeah. to this mental health group event what if someone sees me there well, but yeah. I'm going down to the football and I'm going to see if I can win who's got the hardest shot competition and yeah. see if I can yeah. get a treble 20 on the darts and yeah, all these yeah. things that we provided men were only too happy to actually talk about their mental health mm. when they got there. Um, you know, as I think I said to you, if you want to get a group of men together, put a barbecue outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100% barbecue Do that for your next yeah, mental yeah, health yeah. event. You know, yeah, you'll, get, you'll definitely get people to come over and, and talk. 100%. I think that, like, I think it's still quite, which you probably found as well, doing uh, the 12th man, I think it's still, for men especially, a very taboo subject. And like you said, if there is anything where it's like, where it's about me, because when you when you say the twelfth man, you don't think mental health. Yeah. Which I think is the beauty of it, because then you immediately feel comfortable being there. Yeah, I mean that's really nice that you say that because that's exactly what we wanted to do, and mm. it's, it's pleasing for us. We, you know, we we wanted to. to create a, a mental health campaign we thought well if it's, you know if it's called um men's whatever yeah. you, you know they're not gonna, no. gonna get involved for the yeah. reasons mm. we already knew but we started to look at where men felt really positive mm. yeah and that was where we started to think about the football crowd and mm. then it was quite quite quick that we got to the idea of the 12th man yeah, and yeah, yeah. The name and, and all of that i mean it it actually came together remarkably quickly in, yeah. in a kind of an afternoon there have been several bits of work that we've done leading up to it, but then really in kind of one one long afternoon, mm. we, we really nailed the concept and everything. When you see things from a different perspective, it's crazy how quickly you can uh, yeah. th- things oh, do come about. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think what you're talking about is, is something, I think it's called like the deficit model. 
is where things are often named and the, the attention is often focusing and it, it has to mm. on what's lacking or what's missing yes, or what's yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because of that, you get things like crisis points yeah. or mm. whatever, which, you know, if there was a campaign out there called Crisis Points, sorry. But I'm just saying, you know, how many men are going to pick up the phone and call that, yeah. that number and gonna that, see that poster yeah. and think that speaks to me? Mm. Unfortunately, it's, it's focusing on um, where we need to focus on, yeah, on yeah, people yeah. at that real, you know, difficult end. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. What we want to do, the 12th man, is focus right at the beginning here, but where somebody is experiencing low mood, mm. where someone's having a lot of stresses and pressures. And if we can encourage men to talk more about that kind mm. of stuff in a non-stigmatizing way, yeah. hopefully we can make a difference towards this end. We said that in episode one, didn't we, about yeah. there's so much I think we can do, well, as a population as a whole, to prevent mental health getting to those points. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and it's amazing work what you're doing, and that's sort of what we're trying to do with the podcast, is that if, if you try and catch it, well, it's up with anything, it's up with cancer, if you catch it sooner, the better chance you've got, and it's up with mental health. If, if we all start talking about it more, then everybody's gonna, not everybody, but a lot more people will have an understanding of it and they'll be able to see the signs, whether, whether it's in themselves or other people, a lot quicker. And then you can start to take the steps of like, right, okay, before this gets too bad, yeah. maybe I should do this or do this, or, or even if it means you went to see the doctor quicker and they gave you better advice or advice quicker than you could have, you know, I didn't go to the doctor nowhere near as quick as I should have because I think it was a state of denial, which a lot of men have, because like mm. you were saying, it's that sort of macho thing where admitting something's wrong with you or admitting that you need help is a big step for a yeah, lot of men. or even maybe wanting to have the pride of thinking, well, I can sort this. Get through I it, mean, yeah. I, can, I know what, what, what I'm doing uh, isn't kind of good for my mental health at the yeah. moment. I'm going to stop doing that. I'll sort it out. I'll, I'll get clean. I'll, mm. you know, whatever the yeah. things are. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's something interesting, not to, to name drop, but I think as you saw, I was uh, at an interview with the BBC a, a week or so ago, mm. um, and the, the guy was asking me the, the questions, you didn't see it on mm. the clip, it, um, and I've had it a few times where people say, oh, but, but you know, people are talking about this all the time, you go on social media, you see it. no one, you know, talked of talking about this far more than 15, 20 years ago, mm. it's always, you know, stories on EastEnders, there's all this stuff, mm. celebrities, mm. and it's all great, that's yeah. fantastic, and he said, surely, you know, men are talking more about it, and, and my answer was actually that I don't think they are, I think no. it stayed the same, yeah. there's a difference between having not having a stigmatizing press and having sympathetic more sympathetic media mm. Mm. um in comparison to the kind of bonkers bruno locked up yeah, headlines yeah, yeah. of a yeah. few only yeah. a few years ago yeah, yeah there's yeah. a difference that and and maybe on a soap not having a, a portrayal of someone having a mental health crisis in a stigmatizing yeah. way and having that done mm. with much more consultation with yeah. charities yeah. And, and those sorts of things that's completely different to men here on the ground, Actually, the roots, at the yeah. bar, yeah. It, uh, at work, on the building site, wherever they are, talking about their mental health in mm. a in a less stigmatising way yeah. or in a more open way, or more mm. honest, or knowing more about their emotions and how to express them mm. and things like that. I don't think we, we're yet no. at that point. Yeah, That's one of the things we're trying to do with the Just training, because there's been know? a culture shift doesn't mean yeah. that it's actually having them proven just because you know things are in the paper or as you say celebrities are talking about it, that doesn't mean 
everything that doesn't mean anything to you know the average person no what 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 you're doing is going to have more of an impact mm. what what men need to do i think i can't remember if we were talking about it or not have a lot of these conversations <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um we we need to create like a, la- a new well not a new language men men need their own language around mental health that they've developed themselves mm. yeah that is humorous or full of mm. banter or whatever no, they totally we want they. it to be yeah but positive non-stigmatizing mm. not toxic mm. not macho none of this mm. man up stuff no. yeah. but something that's positive that men do feel comfortable using and yeah. that's what podcasts like you this is going to be developing that and that is going to be the change i think it's, it's about experience isn't it it's about on an everyday you. basis yeah. and yeah. it's about the open and honesty and and you know it's great this kind of celebrity thing is fantastic in helping men maybe see talking about mental health as something that they want to do they Mm. want to emulate what their hero is doing or seeing a celebrity or somebody showing emotion is a is a positive thing Mm. but that needs to translate down on the the kind of grassroots community level and i don't think we're there yet because i think there is still like you said i think there is still that massive balance between so you've got obviously you've got men so you've got people people like Peter Crouch and the Royal Family who are showing positive um, positive feedback to mental health and getting involved with that but on the other hand there was an article recently uh, I can't remember it was one of the um, one of the celeb shows but basically a load of uh, men were crying on it and the tabloids put why do we still have blubbering men on our TV now if you're a young man who already feels alone with your mental health and you feel like you need to cry as soon as you see something like that where it's in the eye of the public constantly mm. instantly you're going to be like well I'm not going to cry yeah I'm not going to show blubbering yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. where in <clears throat> where in fact and it's just the it's just the outrage of it that even though you've got one side boosting up and saying it's okay to do this and it's okay to cry and it's okay to talk about your feelings then you've got the other side of it where it's like why are, fu- why are fully grown men crying and I think we're still in that time at the moment where it's such an unbalance between it and I still think level playing field. that's why men still have that fear I think yeah I think there's miles to go Mm. the things that you're kind of referencing are alluding to that I think one one really key thing this can stray into kind of politics Mm. and what I mean by that is there are are some attitudes that people have towards mental health around the kind of man up, get on with it get chin up, go Mm. to work you know earn a day's work you know we, we did it yeah, before yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff that happens um, that's kind of got a, a bit of a political slant to it mm. and so it's difficult I think to, to, to talk about it sometimes Yeah. but what I would say and you know this from the training is that if, if we want to we can sit and I know we would talk about the moral reasons and the human reasons and and all of the other kind of 
things about why people, sh men should be talking mm. about, about yeah. their mental health more. But if people really want to, you can strip it down to the financials. Mm. Why should why why do we see blubbering men on TV? Well, if you push people to breaking point, they can't work anymore. They mm. can't. They start costing the economy mm. money. Mm. Men, every suicide costs money to investigate. Every person who goes to the, the hospital and needs support costs thousands of pounds mm. for, to give them that care. You know, thing. I know it's unrelated, but things like keeping a, a, a child um, with their parents, uh, you know. I was reading a, a story about a, a, a woman who couldn't afford to pay some bills and some councils basically cleared some debts, so quite small debts. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for her, if they weren't paid, she was going to be thrown out on the street. If she's homeless, her two children get taken away. Cost, and suddenly yeah. they'd cost £250,000 each child yeah. Yeah. a year, yeah. whereas she only owed... a couple of thousand quid yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that so it was the, and then people are like outraged that, that this person's debts were paid yeah. but what they're actually arguing for was that oh you know she should have been thrown out and learned her lesson but that would have cost half a million mm. a year a year and two kids lives ruined Ex by being taken away from their mother else, yeah. 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 So, but and her mental health of yeah. course but if so so i suppose what i'm getting at here is that that thing that from the press is ludicrous mm. it yeah. is ludicrous on so many levels we know it's ludicrous because of the issue and the stigma and yeah. everything else but if you want to say why have we got this on telly well because our culture is killing people yeah. and our culture is and because we're we have that culture where people are going to work for 12 hours a day and doing, they're not performing no. mm. if you want to run a successful business you should have the best mental health policy mm. out there. You yeah. should have the best support for your staff. You should have a culture mm. of talking openly about mental health because if you do, your staff mm. will be happier, they'll work harder, you'll be more productive and ultimately more profitable. Some of the statistics that were at the mental health first day course we attended, like the, the missed days of work through yeah. mental health. Some 34 of the, billion. Yeah, that costs the economy a year. Like, and what you say is so so totally true. You know what I mean? Like, if we if we solve the not solve the problem, but if we certainly help the problem by looking after staff better mm. and, or looking after one another better, the amount of money it's going to save is yep. ridiculous, and obviously save lives at the same time. Because um, there's not a still, and this is the beauty of what you're doing as well, Nick. The fact is, there is still. You go, you pick out a hundred people, right? I'd probably say at. I'd probably say 60 of them are first day trained. Mm -hmm. I'd probably say one, maybe two, are mental health trained. It would be less than that. It would mm. be 0, 0, 0, yeah, 0, yeah. 0 something, but rapidly rising. Mm. It's, it's yeah. not as... It's obviously quite recent. I, c I can't remember exactly <coughs> the year it started. 2011. Well, actually 2007, so it's the 10-year yeah. award. Yeah. We... we won an award in 2017 and that was the 10 year mm. awards so that's quite recent um, in comparison to physical first aid's obviously mm. been going a long time but the, I think that the point you're making is absolutely valid Jake that, that if you often a lot of the stuff <coughs> that I have to do is come and meet guys like yourself yeah. and say do you want to come on a course now obviously for you for you two it was yes straight yeah. away because yeah. of what you're doing but for a lot of the, your colleagues in, yeah. in your chosen professions, yeah. um, you have to kind of explain why and, and all, all that kind of stuff. Sell and it and to the them vast basically. majority of people yeah. understand it completely. Yeah. But you, you often 
come across you know why I, I don't need that it's just and you say well, have you got a physical first aid course oh yeah I've got one of them um, why not then a mental yeah. health first aid 100% and I think some your, the guy that was teaching the course for us um, Sean Sean yeah yeah he said that how many times in a workplace does somebody need a plaster compared to how many times in a workplace does somebody have a mental illness yeah and the rate would be well I don't know how you'd prove that but the rate would be crazy because yeah. the amount of people where mental health affects their job compared to having a cut or needing first like a physical first aid the, the gap between them is massive yeah that's fantastic I, I hadn't heard that I must have, yeah. that must have been when I was out that, yeah. that's a really good point actually yeah you, you do that course and you, you all, I mean even just a plaster yeah. most people don't need that no. But, no. but they need mental health first aid mm. support probably at least once a year yeah. everybody does yeah. mm. um, but I thought you were going to say is how many people you know need a plaster for something at work rather than needing you know a, a someone to fix their leg that's yeah. broken yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, or, yeah. or perform an operation or whatever and again it's the, the same thing with, with kind of mental health the reason to have it is because the vast majority of people experience some form of low mood mm. in fact I, I, I'm not even going to I don't agree, believe all those statistics I think it's 100% of people yeah. everybody yeah. has yeah. a fluctuation in yeah. their mental health yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's every year in which point and so you're absolutely right. It's like if you were going to say what job would you have, what thing affects everybody, well, you definitely need a mental health thing. You know, yeah, if, you, if you were starting yeah. the world from scratch yeah. with all, but with all our knowledge, you'd say, well, we definitely need yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know, that'll be the, that we need, a, we need someone sure to do the thing. cash, the counting up yeah. the cash, yeah. someone to do the door, and then somebody yeah, to look after everybody. The mental health, yeah. Because yeah. it, seem, yeah, it seems so wise now, and it seems so like, it is just such a sure thing, but that's only just come about mm. recently. Yeah. Well, I think as well, you, your sort of organisation is essentially the plaster before the before like the sling. Mm. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So because I think for your like you said your, it's not even about preventing it, but it's catching it before. So mm. you. Like, so yeah, yeah. So you yeah. are the. You are the plaster that's yeah. trying to stop it before it becomes anything. Yeah, more so it doesn't get an infection. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. You better put a plaster on that. Yeah. You might get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what we'd like. Or even, or even the, the the person who says, you know, be careful behind that door. There's such and such there. Mm. You know, the, the role of of uh, the twelfth man can be because again, a lot going back to that deficit model stuff so much mental health work um great as it is i'm not i'm not um criticizing any of it and i think largely it can be to do with lack of funding but so much focuses on people experiencing poor mental health and and virtually nothing focuses on people who are not general well-being yeah just yeah. just just and part of that is how to engage how do you engage someone in mental health if they're not if everything's they don't fine know about for it, them, yeah. and, you know, you know, you do it through for an interest. There's a guy in the cycling, um, he was really supportive, and he came on the training, and in the training, he was kind of opening up about how he'd never really, he's never really experienced poor mental no. health. He's, he's, you know, he's been lucky. He, he said yeah. to to have some good breaks with work, some kind of. Had, I think run quite a successful business and stuff like that and but generally kind of managed to 
but he's in incredibly kind of uh, empathetic of other people mm -hmm. and hearing other people open up was brilliant and he kind of came up to me in the training after that and said it and I thought he was almost saying I'm out kind mm. of thing I, I have to say you know I've got, I've got this isn't really right for me but he got he got it he, mm. he understood that the campaign is not about you having a mental health problem yeah. it's about men coming together mm. to, to support the idea yeah. of talking more mm. about it he is one of the most active members mm. he is so active he wears his stuff all the time he's always posting on social mm. media he's always kind of getting new members to join and stuff like that, talking to his tattooist or his barber mm. or whoever mm. about the campaign, you yeah. know, I'll get a message, go and talk to whoever. And that's what we want. That's, that's that what we dream, need to really, have. Getting people who haven't suffered with it, the knowledge and the education exactly. to then help other people who say they haven't suffered with it exactly. yet to look after themselves so it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because, you know, as I said, prevention's better than a cure. Um, and, and, you know... And Some he's as passionate as, as the other kind of people had, yeah. we've got who maybe have had experiences yeah. who come through it, who, who are talking about it. For the, and you can understand that. You know, mm. you guys are very passionate about it. And that's largely, or to a certain extent, yeah. going to be influenced by your personal experiences yes. and stuff. Um, but to have somebody that, like, he's like the, the perfect target yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the 12th Man campaign. No interest got in through liking cycling, yeah. knowing some of the guys and... Mm. A year later, he's like, you know, you can't get the T-shirt off him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, and uh, truthfully, I don't think I would be as involved in mental health if I'd never had any, like, if I didn't have my drug addiction or my um, anxiety, I don't think I would have been involved as much as I am now. Mm. And <clears throat> because I think, and I think it just comes back once again to sort of the sort of, being a man in the society and everything like that, that the fact is, if I don't have to think about a problem, I won't. Yeah. So for me, if my mental health is fine and then say you approach me and you're like, oh, why don't you come do this, come do that? And in my mind, it would sort of be a little bit like, and obviously I'm thinking of this even though, because I've got anxiety, yeah, yeah. but in my mind, even if I had none of this, I would want to be like, well, no, I don't need to because it's not my issue. And I think that is the other problem as well, that we still have a thing in that, in our society with you know it doesn't just stay with mental health it goes for very various different things but i think it's the fact that you go from not wanting to do not even essentially not helping but it's the fact that because it it's not your issue and it's not your problem mm. then it's like i don't want to deal with you it. almost don't want to involve yourself in it yeah. in case you get poor mental health because yeah. you talk to it's that weird yeah, concept i think part of that Again, I'm going to have to be careful here, but I think I'm just going to... I'm talking perf purely from my own <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. position here, nothing on the 12th man. I have the same experience with pet charities. Mm. I haven't got any pets. I've never had a pet. I'll never own a pet. Mm. But I love animals. Yeah. And uh, people often say when I don't have a pet, oh, don't you like animals? And I'm like, no, I love animals. Yeah. So I, just, I just like seeing them out yeah. in the wild. I don't want one in my house. You know, I don't want, don't want the responsibility. Oh, the going to be all the Don't start thinking that. But, but then, so the, for me, the idea of donating to a dog charity yeah. is just... Second nature. I mean, yeah. apart from though, then you get like guide dogs. Oh, I love, I'd love yeah. giving to guide dogs, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're really nice and all that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff, and they work and all that. So, uh, it's, 
what we need to do with mental health, and this is no, again, no disrespect to any animal lovers out mm. there or anyone who donates to any of those charities. Nick keep, Little hates dogs. Keep, <laughs> keep, doing, keep doing all that donation. What we need to do, though, is move mental health out of the position in society where people see it in the same way as, an, as a cause that you might be interested mm. in, yeah. like people who either like dogs or don't, or like this or that, and yeah. choose to support certain things. Mm. And it needs to move into a place where it's everybody's concern. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it is everybody. It doesn't. It's not something you're interested in. Mm just because you've had a, an experience of it Like yourself. sport relief or something like that. Exactly. Literally everybody, you know, donates, all, all the schools take part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a massive community thing where everybody, you know, everybody takes part, exactly. everybody donates, mm. and they all feel that it is something that they're responsible to give to or they're, they're invested in. And if we treat, like you say, if we treat mental health in the same way, then I think, you know, it can go a long way. That's, that's what I think has got to happen. And, and that's not to say that, that, that your personal experiences motivating you to do this kind of thing shouldn't happen or that, or that uh, we want to see any less of that. We want yeah. to see more of that. Yeah, yeah. of course. But, but, but at the same time, I think we need it to be, I think the point you're making is that, that are valid, that people can, if it's not affecting them, they can disregard themselves from it. Mm. Um, you know, if, uh, I remember um, w w uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and from that moment onwards, every single time I saw an advert about cancer, even now mm. when he died three years ago, even every time I hear them, it resonates yes. with me yeah. in a way that for 30 years of my life before that, yeah. I saw the same adverts, I knew what cancer was, I knew it was bad, I was sympathetic mm. to it, yeah. but it didn't strike a chord no. with me the way that it does now and mm. will do for the rest mm. of my life yeah. because of that which is a kind of thing similar thing to what you're saying and that's my failing mm. i should have been it shouldn't take my dad being diagnosed mm. with cancer for me to 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 think about it more than i yeah. did yeah you know i think sorry oh, cheers mate um <laughs> i think it's because of well sort of going with that is sort of if I ever see anyone talk about someone with a drug addiction and they're like oh well they're just a junkie and mm. it's like that infuriates me more than sort of anything I see because yeah. obviously from a personal yeah, experience yeah, yeah. of what I went through but it's also like well yeah that every time I see something like that or something about someone struggling with drugs I don't I don't see them as a user I see them as a human because at like we said uh, before, like in previous in the previous podcast, that there is no um, uh, mental health isn't prejudice. So it can affect anyone. Yeah, anyone. and like, and I believe that with alcohol and drug addiction as well, that you it can you can get it. So and you can be any you can be anywhere. You can be you know really privileged. You can be underprivileged. It doesn't matter. It's it's not. It has no prejudice. It's all at based the end on of the circumstance. Day. Yeah. So I feel like when people say that and they're like, oh, yeah, well, they're there because of, you know, because of this in their life. And it's like they are there because of this in their life. But you, you are you. you are lucky, but it doesn't mean you're safe from it. Yeah, and I don't say that as a threat because it sounds like I'm saying it quite <laughs> in a threat that you will get this eventually. Yeah. But what I'm actually saying is that you need to sort of have that open mind where that could be you, that you, could be your you son, be your mother, your father. Well, let's be honest, it, you know, there's... Um, drugs that can can kill you readily available in oh, where 100%. we're sitting just yeah. a few few yards from where we're sitting um, yeah. um, and 
you know alcohol is is number one you know uh, mm. in the in the country and um yeah and then obviously everything everything else but but what unites all of those things is the is the addictive behavior it's mm. not the, yeah. the it's not the thing it's not the is thing it? you're taking i yeah. mean there's it's the behavior yeah, yeah. It's what, what's the difference between somebody who has an alcohol addiction and, and something else? Um, okay, yeah, you know, there's differences to the health and the, the mm. circumstances and the company that someone might keep and, mm. and all of that kind of stuff, but there's, they're stripping it all mm. away, the yeah. there's yeah. an addiction. Uh, yeah. Both people are, are addicts, and what's driving that mm. is yeah. going to be individual every time. It's mm. going to be personal circumstances every, every single time, I think. Um, so yeah and like you say it can affect everybody just like domestic mm. abuse and violence does mm. I mean, yeah. people always associate that with certain classes and people associate it more with with working class people and it's absolutely not no, the case not. not the case at all it's, it affects everyone and again it's an issue that um, men be a good one for, for one of your future podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. perpetrate almost like exclusively even though Another interesting thing is the numbers of men who are now coming forward as victims mm. is yeah. rising, which yeah. is a really great thing. Mm. You've got same-sex marriages and things like yeah. that now, mm. and, and those kind of um, situations that are going to mean new things in the future. Talking about, I mean, wonder when the first same-sex divorce due to a domestic violence mm. will be. Might have already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, all those kind of things um, are all kind of. If, if things that affect men, you know, uh, yeah. and and we, they all need to be discussed openly. Mm. There's a really interesting uh, campaign. I don't know if you've ever heard of them called the Man Up Campaign. No, they. <coughs> so I believe they originated from, funny enough, Australia, mm-hmm. where it's one of Australia's that real sort of typical tough guy where you've got like when you're thinking of an Australian man you think sort of very tough and everything like that and I think they're trying to change the stigma on it and the man up campaign basically they're they're trying to change that word into a positive Mm -hmm. and be like so basically the advert is about saying that men shouldn't cry and all this and they're saying well we don't believe that we believe men need to cry it takes guts to show pain it takes bravery to show tears and everything like that and I think it's sort of once again, it's sort of changing it round to be like, sort of, sort of similar to what you do, where it's like, it's showing that it's that sort of real, because it has loads of different men crying on camera, but it also has quite a, the um, bloke who's doing the um, voice in it is a very sort of muscular, manly voice, and it's sort of showing that thing again where it's sort of, if you're a real man, you'll be able to cry, because it shows that you're that it takes guts and it takes pride to cry and everything like that. So I think once again, and it's a, it's an amazing campaign, but it's also just sort of showing that thing again where it's, it's showing strength, essentially in the defiance of what society believes you should do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what, what the ultimate aim of the 12th man was. We've got kind of several... Mm. Um, Strap lines, slogan strap lines. Mm. Most of them are from the. F- they're all taken from the football pitch, actually. Yep. Yeah. Things that people used to shout in youth football. Mm. Plenty <laughs> of talking. Honestly, plenty of talking out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought, yeah, right, well, let's turn yeah. that into yeah, nice. plenty. So, and then, um, like, support each other. You know, if someone's on the ball, come yep. and offer yourself in support. So they've got yeah, to get yeah. out a part or whatever. Mm. Let again translate that to mental health. Yep. Ultimately, though, um, 
then we had like you know tackle the stigma and yeah. that yeah, kind of stuff. Nice. Um, but we've ultimately it's it's the idea of yeah men seeing talking about mental health yeah. as a strength yeah not as as they currently do as a weakness that mm. came out of the, a lot of the research that we did before the campaign really kind of crystallised all that work I was talking about earlier yeah um, and it's but it's exactly what you're talking about with this man up campaign that if if 76% of all suicides are men, suicide's the biggest killer of men under the age of 50 or whatever, 45, 50. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is 50 as well mm. if they counted that far. Um, it's almost double road traffic, all of that. Mm. Then there's 10 to 15 times more attempts every day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got this huge number that we know about of men, you know, three quarters, more than three quarters of men in, in this crisis. Clearly then, I mean, it's, it's a matter of fact, the, the hardest thing for a man to do is to say, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm in this situation, I need help, like, to help me. It's clearly that is the hardest thing that yeah. we can... So those people that do are the hardest people out there. Yeah. Those yeah, people yeah, that then... if And, and when, unfortunately, when they're a celebrity, they're the ones that were on the front pages of the newspapers, Frank Bruno, yeah. etc., yeah. yeah. who are, are portrayed mm. in that moment of strength as being weak. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's the big problem with that. It's, mm. it's at that point of actually where... If you turn that around, that thing, that perception of look at this person crying, look at this person doing whatever, and turn that around and say, mm. isn't that person amazing for feeling the, uh, comfortable to do that? Or yeah. Whatever, then that will stop pretty quickly if yes. we can do that. But it's a massive effort for us to do it because we've all got to almost shift it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's course. happened with plastic, with plastic straws. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I, and I, do you know what it is? I feel like, especially for men's mental health so sort of what you're saying about the plastic straws is you've got the influence of a younger audience for that and i think that's what you need for mental health not like both men and women's mental health you need that once you get the youngers talking about it and you sort of push that up because they're the ones that said don't get me wrong i believe everyone from the ages whenever from like a young age to the oldest age you can think of need that help throughout but i think if you can start with the younger generation then it will eventually constantly fall back onto that i think it, it, we ho- i hope that will happen i think one thing with the plastic straws mm. is it's something that clicked with people they saw lots of images impact of them. Impact on the on the and the impact yeah. of it on them is the direct impact and and all that and they can and that's again one of the disadvantages with mental health in vast cases as we were talking mm. about before the podcast yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. see it yeah. you no. can't see this thing but then surely we can see the statistics and we can see that, that this many 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 men are dying a year and why is that not enough for us to make a big change because we've seen the earth dying because of plastic. Well, but that's, that's taken it, yeah. a while. Um, it has, unfortunately, yeah. I don't think people go on statistics though, no, no. because you can say you can say statistics constantly, and I give them this it's and give them proof, that yeah. until you show an an image of someone, or even like um, Tyson Fury talking about his mm-hmm. mental health. I think that was such a shock 
to so many boxing fans mm. and to so many sort of men who's here because he is essentially the manliest of men really yeah. he? and for Boxes a man yeah. batters someone else yeah. in the yeah. ring yeah. and then yeah. laughs about it yeah. afterwards yeah. and says oh it's only a few stitches but for a man like him to then say I was suicidal I wanted to kill myself I was so depressed for a man like him to say that I think you need more men like him to admit it. Absolutely. Mm. The one just recently that he did with the ex-footballer Dean Windass, which was really fantastic. I mean, he talked about that he knew he was descending into a very, very like deep depression before mm. he'd even won the titles. Mm. He knew that he was going to be... He was so confident he was going to win... They knew he'd have nothing left and after. Yeah, he was already starting to worry about that I've achieved it or, and all that kind of stuff. And to, have the, the, to be able to openly talk about it. Um, I mean, obviously with that individual as well, he said some very offensive things um, at different times. Yeah. And I think knowing more about his mental health helps us look at those comments maybe slightly differently as well yeah. because you can un- start to understand why he maybe made those yeah comments. or that certainly he was he's been in some bad, bad, bad places place. in yeah. his yeah. life and yeah. that uh, maybe some of those things, things. yeah and and uh, um yeah it's again it's fantastic but it's tyson fury isn't it one of the world's greatest boxers at the moment yeah. um what we it won't resonate the same way if 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 you or I would put on telly to see yeah. not if a lot of people the people who are the interested will yeah, reach but yeah, no yeah. one's going to yeah. tune in when you know Nick Little doing a yeah. <laughs> his, his memories <laughs> on BBC One at 7.30 I don't reckon we'd score very high <laughs> no, 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 in no. comparison you know yeah. um, but anyway it's great that, it's, that people are talking back to the, the, the kind of being a, a man thing yeah. That that's what needs to happen, men, and we can do that quite quickly. Mm-hmm. We if we we've seen if particularly with social media and things, cultures can change quickly. I don't Very mean a, a, a culture like a national culture, a pop language. Culture. You yeah, popular culture terms that are being used mm. yeah. already man up. I mean, I don't like, like fashion, the expression, yeah. and I I don't like it because of the way it's used. And I think what the Australian guys have talked about trying to reclaim yeah. it all. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's probably gone. But let's yeah. find another one. You know, yeah. the, the idea is still right. Yeah. Let's let's take this and be proud of it yeah. and hold these people up as people to be admired. Yeah. Not as people to be ridiculed or mm. think, oh god, you know, that's not being strong, is it? Mm. You know? And I think that's what that's what it is at the end of the day. Is the fact that it's still seen. Now, I will constantly. Talk. I'm because I'm used to talking about it now, and like I have been for years. I will talk about what I went through in my mental health and drugs and everything like that. And because I'm so used to talking about it, I don't realise how it affects other people. Now I don't mean the fact they're sitting there like, oh my gosh, you're so brave or anything yeah. like this. But the fact that it's they more, then have I to love take, brave people. Yeah, they have to take. They have to take that. They then have to take that information. But on. yeah, it's more like oh, what like. And I think it's because as well, if you if you were to look at me and Johnny in the way we are with people and sort of the way we act, you would never think we had mental health issues, and or other or other of our friends who have mental health issues, you wouldn't look at us and think until we tell you. And then because I get a lot, oh well, you don't look like the type of person to have mental health issues. Because we're upbeat. What confident. sort of person yeah, looks like they, look they like? have mental health issues? And that is, I think, that's what you're going on. That we need to get rid of that stigma. Mm. That you have to look 
act or sound a certain way to have be mental health issues. Yeah. yeah, cry all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that's a really odd one that that's been there for eight for years. Mm. I mean, mm. and when you think about it, it's ridiculous. <coughs> It's a ridiculous notion, anyway. What, yeah. what does someone? Look, I mean, what does someone look like with a broken leg? I mean, what, yeah. um, what colour hair have they got? You know. <laughs> but um, just uh, there's just something that's popped into my mind about what you're saying earlier about young people, and I completely agree with you that that we need to do loads of work in schools and stuff like that. And I know that uh, Mental Health First Aid England have a specific youth version of the. Th- course that you did yeah there's a youth version of it i'm not i'm not an instructor i've never done the course so i don't know what exactly is involved or how it's delivered but it focuses and it delivers to young people and you have to go on a special course to deliver that one. Yeah, okay. yeah so they're focusing on that but they've obviously changed the content to reflect the needs of young people whether that's the the content of the course itself to make it fun and some of the activities yeah. a bit more different and stuff like that but I think it's also about how you how this kind of happens for you because I think obviously lots and lots of young people experience mental health problems and, and when they do that they there's a kind of specific set of skills that are needed yeah. to, to work when, when it's a young person experiencing yeah, yeah, yeah. it particularly if they're a child you know um, but then for those people who don't if I think about myself and my group of friends, we were a pretty open group of lads. We, we talked a lot. Um, you know, we, we certainly didn't feel that we would be... Looking back, I don't think that mental health would have been something that we would have made fun of yeah. knowing. Yeah, 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 but we definitely would have reflected what the, the mood was at the time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and if, but if I'd have had mental health first aid training, to be honest... I'd have probably just done it and thought not much more about yeah. it at, at 18 or 20 yeah. years old. Yeah. So what I think need is a combination. I think what you're saying about working with young people, that definitely needs to happen. I remember doing first aid ABC on a dummy when I was at primary school, yeah. 10 years old yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something needs to happen then yeah. so that kids, it's already in their in minds, the, the idea that this is this thing that you learn and as we go through life, you'll keep doing this. Yeah. But then it's about checking in as you go through your life and finding different new points at which this is relevant to you. Yeah. You mentioned older people. Mm-hmm. There's a massive amount of work that needs to be done there around yeah. people not talking, not just about mental health, about anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my grandparents who went through the war and stuff like that, you know, God, you'd have to open a tin can to get yeah. something out of yeah. them. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because and that was a whole population that mm. just dealt with this massive trauma. Sealed it, put it in yeah. a just, box. You know, yeah. get, and maybe that's what the nation had to do mm. yeah. when At you've gone time. through a war yeah, yeah, because yeah. everyone's lost someone yeah. and everyone's had a house bombed yeah. and everyone's had something. Thing, yeah. Now, uh, for us, the circumstances are different. Mm. One mm. person whose pet has died that, that they've had since they were three years old, I can't, you know, as no. I said, pets, whatever, no. but, but that mm. person has just lost the most important person yeah. in their life. You yeah. know, we can't, we can't kind of look across those populations in that way. But what I, I definitely think is we, you need age-appropriate mm. And stuff. consistent yeah. education. You, you, you run a business, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're doing mental health for first aid training as someone who's run a business, yeah. when you were doing it at 16... You've got no idea what it's like to no, do yeah, that, if you know no, what I mean. Yeah. So you need something that's relevant to you at 16. Yeah. 
same at 26, same 36, yeah. Yeah. you know, and going on, mm. having cool. kids, all yeah. of those things. So yeah. As you go through life, things affect you in different ways and there's Definitely. always new, new things to conquer. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good place to finish, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've covered... Just want to say thank you, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for sharing your great. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are a few, before we quickly finish, these are a few of the badges. Um, <laughs> don't know if you can see them on the camera. Probably not, no. Available <laughs> on the 12th Man website. Got loads, you know, yeah. All good barbers, pubs, <laughs> menswear stores. And, and uh, yeah, up next on episode four, we've got Dom Yupai talking about uh, the highs and lows of bipolar. Um, really interested to do that one. Um, but yeah, uh, as I always say in the description, we'll put the links to all of our platforms and on Facebook, which is Chit Chat Mental Health. Um, and yeah, the episode four comes out on New Year's Day. So um, enjoy your Christmas. And uh, I've been Jake Grimmer. <laughs> I've been Johnny Carr. And thanks to Nick Little. Over and out.